Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school. Conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. This week's episode, since it is being posted on Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about relationships in dental school. And now we're not just going to be talking about romantic relationships, dating, marriage, partnerships. We're also going to be talking about those super foundational relationships with family, with friends outside of dental school, with your friends within dental school, and then we'll round off the episode with a little bit of talk about having a partner in dental school. But before we get into this week's topic, I wanted to do our weekly catch-up. So last week, if you listened to my episode with Joe, I did not really do a thorough catch-up. So I'm going to take it back a few weeks and just do a little bit of recapping, letting you know if I got any grades back for assignments or exams and things that I've mentioned to you. So at the end of January, the week of the 31st through February 4th, we had our first practical in Sim Lab that I think went super well. So I don't have my grade back yet, even though it's already been over a week. It was a week this Wednesday, but we didn't get our grades back. We are working on anterior teeth, so it's definitely more aesthetic, and you're trying to make it look nice, trying to really contour the embrasure spaces to match the adjacent tooth, and my temporary crown was by far the best anatomically and like visually, aesthetically that I've ever been able to do it, so I was super happy about that, but my prep was not as good as I usually do. So we have a prep that's supposed to be 1 to 1.5 millimeters of reduction axially so that basically is that margin that we create all the way around the tooth and I basically made an undercut on accident on the mesial side of this tooth and in order to get rid of the undercut you have to take away more of the tooth structure kind of above it so think that I'm created an indent kind of along the margin into the tooth and that is not that's like a really bad thing and you would get like an automatic fail in a whole category for having an undercut so I fixed it and that just meant that my margin was overextended and it just made the tooth look distorted it made it look really long and skinny even though honestly the margin was probably like 1.6 or 1.7 in that area instead of 1.5 so it wasn't even that bad but it just looked ugly and I wasn't too happy with it. But I would assume I still passed. I probably got like a B on that section and I would hope that I got an A on the temporary crown. But we'll see when we get our grades back. I'll let you know in another episode. And then that Friday, we had our midterm for removable partial dentures. And I believe I got like a B on it. If I remember, I think I got, no, probably, I think it was a C. I think it was like a 74 
I'm not 100% sure though. I need to go over the exam with her before the final. And then this week, the week after that, so February 7th through 11th, there were no exams. It was definitely a study week because this coming week, the week that you're listening to this, we were supposed to have four exams and a difficult quiz, but instead we have three exams and a quiz because our Thursday class, one of the finals was made into a like written exam that you turned in ahead of time, open note, basically just like a reflection on what you learned in the class. So I've already got that turned in. One thing off my plate, really great feeling. And the other exam, we're supposed to have a final and a midterm on Thursday. The midterm for our tooth movement class is most likely postponed. That's what we know for now. So I would be a little frustrated if most likely postponed turns into having an exam a few days before an exam. So I'm just pretending and assuming that we don't have an exam because that was our most recent update. What we do have on our schedule, though, is Monday we'll have SimLab 8 to 11, and then at 11 a.m., our Principles of Restorative Dentistry class, we have our final exam. This class started last semester. It's basically like the lecture version of everything we're learning in SimLab. We had the midterm last semester, and then we have the final in February, so it's kind of a weird timeline of a course. And then we have a break, and then at 1 p.m., we have a midterm for our Medically Compromised Patients class. I'm a little bit nervous about each of these, honestly. I think they'll be fairly difficult. The restorative dentistry one, it's just kind of hit or miss. There are some distinct numbers or setting times or properties of materials that you can memorize, but a lot of it is just critical thinking skills about the different things that we've learned in SimLab. So it's kind of just a test of how much you have understand so far, and for me, I think I can usually pass the exam, but I don't usually get more than like a C plus or so. At least that's how it was on the midterm. But I'm studying a lot more for the final than I did for the midterm. So hopefully I'll do a little bit better. Hopefully I can get a B instead of a C, but we'll see. And then the medically compromised patients class is about patients with diabetes, patients with hypertension, patients with kidney disease, like all these different scenarios, and you have to know about different medications that they could be taking, contraindications when it comes to dentistry, um, just the basics of these diseases and things. So it's tough for me. It's a lot of pharmacology is the part that I struggle with when it comes to the concepts in this class because I really didn't learn pharmacology too well my first year just with the way the class was structured. So I'm going to be doing a lot of studying today. It's the 13th. It's Super Bowl Sunday or more importantly to me, Puppy Bowl Sunday on Animal Planet. (laughs) I will try to watch a little bit of both of those just like in the background while I'm doing Quizlets and things. But I studied a ton, honestly, this whole past week because we didn't have any exams. We were just in clinic, assisting, doing our normal labs, and I had some meetings in the afternoons that were a little bit busy, um, like after school got out, like 5.30, 6, 7. But overall, though, I had a lot of time to study this week, and I definitely made the most of that. And then after medically compromised patients, without a break, we go right over to take our third assessment quiz in diagnostic sciences. I feel pretty good about the content because usually 
our Anki that they upload for us is pretty similar to the quizzes, and I did the Anki after watching the lecture once and had no problems. I'm going to review it once more today as well, but I am hoping that the quiz goes well, and it's not worth as much of my grade compared to these midterms and finals, so I'm trying to not put as much time into that class. That way I can hopefully do better in the other classes. On Tuesday, we have our other midterm that didn't get rescheduled in periotherapy too. So that's kind of about like periosurgery and perio, like contraindications as well actually with like when would you do which thing, kind of thinking through scenarios as well. Then I have radiology clinic Wednesday afternoon and right after our classes get out on Thursday morning, we're headed to Louisville, myself and three of my classmates for the ASDA annual session. So the ASDA House of Delegates votes on the new ASDA president, vice president, speaker of the house, our district trustee, as well as 12 resolutions. So I'll talk more about how that goes the following week in another intro. So this has been a longer intro as I expected, and I honestly think it might be a bit of a long episode. So Hopefully you're doing something fun or you're in for a good distraction by listening to me the rest of this episode. So let's talk all about relationships in dental school. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's get right into this topic about relationships in dental school. So I structured my notes for what I wanted to talk about in this episode in three categories in honors of Valentine's Day. I wanted to talk about keeping up with the relationships that you had before dental school with all the people that you love, as well as forming new relationships. So we're going to talk about family, friends, and partners. We'll start with family because I think that this applies to most dental students. Um, I know not everyone is close with their family, but I think a lot of people have a family member or two or people that they view as family that they want to keep close in dental school and want to make sure that these people know that you love them and they know that you're okay. I'm sure it's easy for our loved ones to worry about us when we're in rigorous programs. And a really great way to give them some assurance there is to keep in touch with them and let them know when you're having a hard week, when you're having a good week, when you're having an easy week, when you're having a busy week. And that gives them the assurance that, okay, this dental student that I love and care about 
recognizes that I'm here as a support for them. And depending on the family members, I feel like we definitely view, or at least I definitely view my parents, for example, as people that I like look up to and people that have always taken care of me. So I don't necessarily put the role on myself to deal with anything that they're struggling with, even though I would be more than happy to talk to them about challenging times in their lives. But they're definitely people I just kind of vent to and people I just ask like, what are you up to this week? How's everything going? Versus like a a sibling or later on we'll talk about friends. I think it needs to be even more of a two-way street because you have to have that friendship and that mutualism where they get something from the relationship as well as what you get from a relationship. So you have to kind of give them that extra effort and you have to make sure you spend time with them, make sure you put in the effort to see how they're doing to make them feel special and loved and expect that to be reciprocated to you as well. And I did ask on Instagram, on my personal Instagram actually, at Haley Schultz Dental, not the at Dental Download Podcast Instagram, but I asked for tips for each of these categories, family, friends, and partners. And for family, I wanted to share some of the tips that you all gave, and then I'll just share a few of the ways that I try to stay close with family during dental school. And I know for my situation, I live in state. My parents are here half the year, half the year they aren't. They're somewhere warmer because Michigan can be a bit cold in the winter, I think, as a lot of you could imagine. So when it comes to family, um, a few people recommended that you make it a priority. Make it a priority to call your mom, your dad, whoever is this family member you're trying to stay in touch with, or you could also do a like group FaceTime with both your parents if you do have both your parents that you have relationships with and just make it a priority to talk to them, whatever is realistic for you, whether that be looking at my schedule, I walk to school every Wednesday at 7.30 and my parents are making breakfast or they're driving to work and you know that that's a time that you two could talk. And similarly, I would say my advice there is My parents are pretty busy and have pretty different schedules day to day. It's not like a consistent thing. So I more so let them call me and I just try to always stop what I'm doing and answer and give them a few minutes of my time. And I text with my family a good bit, I would say. We have a group chat, the four of us. I just have one sibling, um, if you didn't know that. I have one older sister and then my two parents. That's kind of our family unit. And we definitely have a group chat where we let each other know of cool things that happen throughout the day and stuff like that. So that's another way that we are up to date on each other's lives as much as we can. And then when it comes to my sister, same thing. I try to call her if I'm on any long drives, like if I'm driving to visit my boyfriend, which we'll talk about later in this episode. It's a four-hour drive, so I'll talk to her to kind of catch up, and I'll use that time to honestly talk to all of the people that we're discussing today, all of my loved ones. But if I have a big gap, I'll talk to my sister, and we'll also text. And it's just kind of a family relationship in my perspective, is those people you know are always going to be there. So it is easier to let those relationships kind of take a back seat during school when you are so busy because for the most part, they're not going anywhere. And I think that your family 
if anyone is going to sympathize and always be there for you no matter what happens. It really is your family. So do your best to talk to them, make them feel loved, make them assured that you're doing okay because I'm sure they worry about us like I've said earlier in the episode. And I would say if you have the luxury of being in an in-state dental school and your parents are just a drive away or a sibling or aunt or uncle, cousins, whoever you're thinking about in the situation, to plan out like a weekend, um, a few weekends each semester, once a month, whatever is realistic for you, when you're going to go visit them in person and spend quality time with them or meet up with them somewhere like in the fall, you could go to an apple orchard or cider mill with your family and just have like an outing and some time to spend time together. So those would be all of the tips that I was given and that I personally wanted to share with you all about family. Next topic is friends. So friends is actually a twofold topic because of course you have friends that you're making in dental school, but you also have friends that you came into dental school with likely people from home, people from your undergrad, people from your work, wherever you encountered these friends and made these relationships. To me, it was really important to keep those friendships because, yes, I wanted to make friends in dental school, and that's great, but the people that I grew close with in undergrad, for example, are so important to me, and we're all kind of entering into different programs or careers and, like, coming up with our own paths and making new relationships and everything, but it was so important to me that we at least made an effort to see each other as a friend group at least once or twice a semester it seems to be. Usually it ends up being like a person's birthday or just a random hangout, but we try to see each other at least once or twice a semester as a group. And then individually, the friends that you're closest with. I really like FaceTiming people. I like obviously text and Snapchat my good friends, specifically Snapchat, like every single day. I know there's a controversy about Snapchat these days if we're too old for it or if it's like weird, but I like Snapchat. I think it's a little bit more engaging than just text because you have like the video or the photo as context for something to talk about. And on that topic, I got a really fun submission from one of the listeners who's also been a guest on the podcast, but for friends, she says you could make like a private story, either Instagram or Snapchat. That's kind of like vlog style. And it's just like those good friends from home. And that is a way for everyone to kind of keep in touch and know what you're up to. And they can kind of watch it on their own time. So I thought that was a really cute idea. And anything else when it comes to your friends from home, I just, I'm like a big gift giver and not necessarily like expensive things, but more like little notes like I love to send my friends birthday cards if I'm not going to see them like I have a friend from high school we went to different undergrads and now she's in New York and I'm still here in Michigan and every year we send each other birthday cards and usually over winter break we meet up a little bit so we see each other like once a year but I still feel really connected to her just by both of us like mutually putting in that effort And I talked about this a little bit with family, kind of hinted at the difference between family and friends. One of the main things to me is that it needs to be super mutual effort-wise. And hopefully your friends, you can have a conversation with them before you start dental school or if it becomes an issue, but hopefully they understand that your professional school program is rigorous and there will be times that you can't go to everything that they want 
like for example one of my roommate's best friend's birthdays is this weekend but we have all these exams this week and like aren't seeing people we're just studying so she's not making the drive all the way out there for her friend's birthday celebration but the friend understands that and they made other plans to see each other over our spring break when she's more free so hopefully your friends can understand what you're going through and can be accommodating but likewise it's important to listen to their feelings and try to show effort in whatever way that you can that's why I really liked that one submission of like having either snapchat video messages just back and forth and then you could open it and respond when you have time if you don't have time to like sit down and actually facetime you can kind of have a conversation split up throughout the day if you did video messages that way or you could do that like private story idea which i thought was really cute or again i try to see my friends a couple times a semester ideally but talk to them as much as possible and i think that Hopefully your relationships can stay strong. It's a lot easier for me because most of my friends from undergrad still live in Michigan and I'm in Michigan and it's like maximum an hour and a half drive and sometimes we can meet in the middle. Like one of my friends, she is in East Lansing and we met up in a town for dinner that's like halfway between us. So we both had like half the drive, which is just the perfect example of accommodating each other and trying to be respectful of each other's time and valuing your friendship mutually to make something work and make an effort to see each other. So that is what I have to say about friends and keeping friends that you came into dental school with. It's hard as you get older and it's hard outside of dental school too. Like as you just go through different life phases, friendships and the time you put into friendships, they change so much. Like these could be people you were with every single day in undergrad. They might have been your roommates. You just talked constantly And now you talk every few days, you see each other once or twice a semester, it's so different. But that doesn't make it any less special, any less important. And I'm sure that these friends that you might be worried about the friendship, I'm sure that they feel the same way. So as long as you're making people feel important and letting them know how much you value their friendship and just showing them support, and hopefully you'll get that same support back. The other thing for friends that I want to talk about was making friends, people within dental school. So, of course, the first thing that came to mind with making friends, and definitely in my situation this is true as well, is it's very easy to become friends with the people that you live with. I know that it's also possible to have conflicts with the people that you live with, but it seems in dental school, more often than not, everyone that I've heard of becomes pretty good friends with the people that they choose to live with. Just because we're all fairly similar, like we have some things in common. I know they try to form a diverse class of students, but there are those like foundational things that are probably similar, like your core values. If we're here to be people of service, I would imagine that we're all fairly similar when it comes to core values, or you might have different ways you have fun, but hopefully you can still connect in some way and appreciate the traits that the other person has, even if you're not similar. But likely, because we're in this program and you ended up in the same place, you might be super similar and these might be really great lifelong friends. So I would say roommates are a great place to start. And just taking time to like not always be in your room if you don't have shared rooms, if you have like your own bedroom and a shared living space or kitchen, just like hang out there while people are cooking, ask them how their day was, ask them like how their family's doing, get to know each other, watch a movie together on a weeknight if you don't have a lot of work or 
studying together is another thing I thought I could mention. So I feel like you also pretty easily make friends with people that you consistently study with. If you do let yourself get off topic from time to time, like asking them these personal questions and getting to know them more intermixed with the studying is a pretty easy way to get to know people. But I also think that like any common interest is also what I've noticed an easy way that people form friends and I guess I shouldn't keep using the word easy because it's not always easy to make friends and I don't want you to be discouraged if you're struggling to make friends in dental school but I think common interests making dental school friends or making friends in life in general is usually the way that that starts so I've seen it through people doing the same workout program or the same like diet or something and they always go to this class together or they do this workout program at the gym that they have a membership at together and that seems to be a really great way for people to connect or you could go to the same church or you could like the same type of music and go to concerts together Um, and really any hobbies and I think that people with common interests will really turn into true friends because you're doing something that's not dental school related and that will allow you to just kind of break down those barriers of being students and connect more as people. I think that's the biggest thing. It's easy to feel comfortable and happy and confident talking to all your classmates because I certainly do. There's no like issues, but I wouldn't say I'm good friends with everyone. And that's just because it takes a lot of time and effort to get to know someone on a really personal level. And I think that these situations of having common interests and doing activities together outside of school is a really good way to do that, to kind of break down those barriers. And like I said, I am not best friends with everyone in my class. It's 120 people. And as much as I think human nature has us want to be liked by everyone, that's not necessarily realistic at all. So I just wanted to throw in here to not feel down if you're not included in every plan. You probably don't even have the time to go and hang out with every single friend group that's forming and go to everything that they're doing because you're still a dental student, you're busy, you have stuff to do. You're probably trying to keep up relationships with all these other categories of people that we talked about today too. So I would just say don't let yourself get down if you feel like you don't have a ton of friends in dental school because you don't need a ton of friends in dental school. You really just need one person at minimum, I think, and you should and can be totally happy. So I would just say focus on what you do have, all these other people that we've discussed today and will discuss, because at the end of the day, it doesn't particularly matter so much where your friends came from, like what aspects of your life they became friends with you. It more so matters that they're there. And that relationship, that love, that support, that trust, that feeling that these people make my life better, that's what you need. It doesn't matter if they're from dental school, your family, your friends. It really doesn't matter as long as you can find a person or two that makes your life better and that gives you that like human interaction that we all crave. I did want to throw in a few of the tips and recommendations from people from Instagram when it comes to friends at dental school. So I'll read these messages word for word because I don't want to misquote them. But one person said, find your people and cherish them because dental school is hard and you can't do it alone. I definitely agree. And like I said, I don't think it has to be dental students. It does help having some friendly faces, people to study with, people to vent to that fully understand everything. But I also think it's helpful to have people that 
don't know dental school and that you don't have to talk about school with so you can kind of disconnect. This other person said, don't be afraid to change friend groups and be nice to everyone. It will get you far. It's also better sometimes to say less and listen than to say too much. I really like that second point that they made because I think it's so noticeable when someone is always really negative or if someone is talking poorly about a classmate and then an hour later you see them eating lunch with them and you're confused because it doesn't seem like they're being honest and transparent with everyone. So I would say when you're in a situation when people are bad-mouthing people or people are talking just negatively in general about life to kind of challenge the situation and put your own perspective in there. I mean, this is kind of opposite, I guess, of what this person said, but for me, if everyone's really down about school or something, I am that annoyingly positive person sometimes and I say something that's more optimistic about the situation or bring up something good that happened to us this school day and try to change the dialogue from being super negative because I think it doesn't do anyone good to just be pessimistic all day every day. I feel like it would make your attitude very poor and makes your day worse if all you've done is say negative things. So I try to be positive but agreeing with what this person said, if people are saying negative things about a person or people are just saying things that you don't agree with, it's totally fine to just not engage in that conversation to walk away or just kind of be there passively because you don't want to say anything that you regret just because you're trying to connect with a group of people. And the last person that sent in some tips for dental students They said coffee shop dates, like studying together, going to club meetings and events together. I totally agree and totally forgot to mention that. I feel like the only way that I've made friends with people outside of my class in dental school, so I'm a D2, so the only way I've really made friends with D1s, D3s, D4s is through student orgs. So I highly, highly encourage you to get involved if you're looking to make friends, to find mentors, to just make more connections and feel more at home at your dental school. I think joining student orgs And the level beyond that, actually showing up and participating in events through student orgs is the best way to find like a dental school family, a dental school support system. And then this person also said, make sure you have chill nights together, don't just study. And I totally agree, as I talked about those common interests, those extra things you can do together outside of school, taking a break from talking about dental school, I think is very important to form real connections with people, not just school friends, but that's when you transition to the level of an actual friend. So our last topic of today is, of course, partners, romantic partners, and that's the main thing I noticed when I started dental school is there are so many phases of life happening in dental school. There are people that have a child during dental school. There's people that get married during dental school, people that get engaged, people that get start dating someone, people that become single from someone they were dating when they came into school, classmates that start dating each other, and relationships might progress beyond that to all those other things that I've mentioned. There's people in long-distance relationships. There's people that live with their partners. There's people that are in non-long-distance relationships but not living together. So there's 
every dynamic under the sun from single to in a relationship and all the different subcategories that go with those. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of keeping up a relationship with your partner is more the topic, not necessarily like dating in dental school, but just how to have a good relationship with whoever you're dating. So I'm going to start with the Instagram tips actually before I get into my own advice because I think that I can only speak to my experience in my relationship. We started dental school in June and then I met my current boyfriend in September and then we were like officially dating in November of my first year. So it's been over a year now and that's like all I can really speak to when it comes to relationships as a dental student and we are at long distance like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. So I can speak a little bit at the end to long distance relationships and just in general conversations I think are important to have with your partner and ways that you can support them and ways you can request that they support you. But as for good insight that other people gave, because I only have my own experiences, I was happy that some people were able to open up with me and share their experiences that way. Hopefully there's something in here you can relate to if you are in a relationship with someone as a dental student. So this person said, trust, understand, and respect each other's time and make time together as much as possible. I totally agree with that one. They also recommended Teleparty, so it's T-E-L-E-P-A-R-T-Y. It's a safari extension, and you can watch shows together. I love that. And to DoorDash meals when you know the other is stressed. I also like that. That's a very supportive thing to do for your partner. And then I had a few longer messages that were sent to me over direct message. The first one being... Related to marriage and dental school, if you're planning on getting married to your significant other, definitely do it before dental school starts. I got married right before my D1 year and it has been a huge blessing. My husband is extremely supportive and lately he has been doing most everything around the house to lower my stress levels. Hope that helps. Well, thank you for sharing that and I'm sure it is going to help some of you that if you're pre-dental and you're thinking about it, and you're in that life phase where you're prepared to get married, but you're just not sure about if you should or shouldn't when you're going to be entering this program, I totally understand how having a partner there with you, a spouse, would be so nice to have that support and that commitment from someone that wants to help you through this tough program. And then this tip is for people living together that are not married. So if you're in a serious relationship and serious about your future, given that religious and family belief align and you can live with your partner, I highly recommend it. Dental school is hard and having someone at home that you can unload to that is separate from school really helps. It also helps to keep you organized and make sure that chores don't fully rely on you. They also said that I have seen so many relationships fail since we started dental school Not to say they all do, but it's definitely hard to make time for people outside of school. Living together takes that issue out of the equation, and and I couldn't recommend it enough. It's definitely something that you both need to be ready for and committed to, though, which definitely makes sense. So that message, I totally agree, and I can definitely see why it would be really nice, similar to the first message, just to have your partner there you don't have to make the effort of a four-hour drive like I do to physically be with your partner. You don't have to schedule FaceTime calls or do things like that when it's a long-distance relationship or 
per se like work around your exam schedules because you're going to be with them on a random Monday night and a Tuesday night and even if you're studying you still have that like physical time together so if you're really worried about physical time together and you have the opportunity to live with your partner that could be a really good fit I have a few more tips we got a lot of tips when it comes to relationships so the other one says expressing to your partner that you have to prioritize school at the moment but don't want them to feel less important and I think that is a big one as well I have found that as long as I am transparent about my schedule that my partner is very supportive and as long as you're dating someone that's secure in themselves or beyond dating whatever your relationship status is if you're dating someone that has their own hobbies interests friends life outside of your relationship it really shouldn't be a problem that you need to take time to study or you want to take time with your family or friends not including them at that moment it shouldn't be a problem so that's kind of that old saying that everyone says like you have to be a full person before you can enter into a relationship and have it be successful I totally agree with that I think that it's key to work on yourself before you enter a relationship going into dental school in my situation like I started a relationship during dental school or if you're currently in one but you're feeling uncertain definitely reevaluate things have those discussions with each other about how you can be your best selves individually and how that can better serve your relationship together as a whole I have one more, no, two more tips from Instagram, and then I'll try to interject a few of my own tips and tricks, I would say. So one person said, set aside a designated day or time to reconnect each week. And this is with your living together, especially. So for example, Friday night after 5 p.m. each week is date night. I really like that and we had these few people say that living together is great and you spend all this time together but like I said you might just be studying you might be preoccupied and distracted or stressed and committing to your partner together that you're going to put all that to the side at the specific time each week and you're going to reconnect I really really like that and I think that is an excellent idea The last thing is related to long distance. This person said, schedule, 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 always plan out the next month. I could not agree more with them because I am certainly in the same boat. I think that knowing, okay, I'm going to see you this specific weekend of this month, however often you guys get to see each other, but as much as it might stink when you're leaving them and you're like, oh my goodness, it's going to be three weeks till I see you again or whatever your situation is. It can be a bummer, but once you get back into your flow of school or work or whatever you all are up to, it is not as bad being apart, I think, if you can keep yourself busy and distracted. And at least you have that to look forward to. It's not this, when are we going to make it work? When are we going to talk? So I think scheduling out when you're going to physically be together next is really useful for both of your mental health and the status and success of your relationship. But outside of that, as we talked about two tips ago, like scheduling time just to chat, to connect. If it does have to be virtual, you could use like that teleparty extension or my boyfriend and I just like to put on the exact same show or movie like on a streaming service on our TVs at the same time. And then we just like text and like make little comments as we're watching it together virtually and then I have had some friends that are in long distance relationships and like medical school right now and I know that they really like to cook a meal together so like once a week they'll 
get their laptops out and FaceTime and like make dinner, like make the same thing together, which I thought is kind of cute. Or as someone else said, you could like DoorDash the other person their favorite food and you could have a date that way. Or if they're busy studying, that can just be a little treat, even if you guys don't get to talk. So there's, I think just the key things, I don't have any of this written out. This episode was actually very unscripted. I just outlined when I wanted to talk about each thing. I didn't particularly decide what I wanted to say. So you're really just getting my raw and honest opinion here. But if I had to say like the most, most important things, I would say whether you're long distance or in person is having a clear communication and by that I just mean having expectations aligned before you start dental school reassessing those expectations as you go through to make sure that your partner feels understood and valued and if you do need to change how you're structuring your relationship your time together finding something that's a balance that works for both of you and having the communication to do that so I would say communication, of course, as cheesy as it sounds, is obviously super important. And then I would just say that also expectations, I guess I mentioned that with communication, is another thing that has been important in my relationship. And I think it sounds like for lots of these people, it's also important, not even in terms of, yes, I'm going to be busy studying. I think that's kind of a given and you've probably already established that, but for the long-term success of your relationship, I think it's important to talk about what you see the future of your relationship looking like when you want to possibly get married, if you're taking this person seriously, and when you want to maybe live together, if that's something you're thinking of before or after marriage, where you're going to move when you graduate dental school. Are you moving to accommodate them? Are they moving to accommodate you? Are you going towards your family? Are you going towards their family? I know this isn't necessarily even related to dental school, but it kind of is in the way that dental careers work because you might be considering a residency where you don't get much say in where you're going. You probably have a match system and you could go to your top choice or you could go somewhere across the country. And is your partner willing to move with you? Is your partner willing to become long distance if they can't move with you? And then also, if you're not going to do residency in my situation, I want to be a general dentist and ideally get a job as soon as I graduate. I have some ideas of where I'd like to work, but I'm also open to following the best opportunity for me where I'm going to learn the most and get the most out of it. So it was important to me that my partner understood that and was willing to come with me wherever that opportunity is. So I just think having these conversations can make dental school not as scary because it's seen as it's a four-year thing it's a temporary thing and what's next like what's your entire life gonna look like together I know you can't plan everything out and life is never gonna go to how you expect or plan it but it's important that you're at least on the same page and you're not having unrealistic expectations of each other either way so I would say those are like the two most important things communication expectation and then the last thing is just making each other feel special. So I personally, if I'm not in lab or in clinic, am usually like sending my boyfriend messages all day while he's at work and that works for our relationship. I just think giving them all of the love languages, if you're aware of the love language test, like how you like to receive love, whether that's words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, or physical touch, trying to give that to your partner and all five ways as much as you can and hopefully they'll also do that 
back to you and you can feel very close and just know that this person cares about you and supports you I think would be the third thing so all of that is easier said than done but I hope that all of these topics we talked about family friends and romantic relationships gave you some insight into tips tricks and what to expect when it comes to relationships in dental school i hope you found this episode to be entertaining and of value next week's episode like i said is going to be with a guest i do keep continue alternating between solo episode guest solo episode guest so next week's episode is a student loan advisor a financial planner and we're going to talk about student loans student loan refinancing types of student loans and a little bit about planning your finances as a dental student and eventually a dentist so hope you're looking forward to that episode next week and with all this said thank you again for listening check out the podcast on instagram give us a follow over there and i will talk to you next monday many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.